with the NFL draft finally behind us, we are going to now do our Gridiron Guys draft grades. And those grades will be starting with the NFC North. Honestly, the division with some of the most intriguing draft classes, hot team selecting high with lots of picks. So let's get right into it with the Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears did not have a first-round pick and had a very, I would say, vanilla draft. But, Kevin, outline how the Bears took not having much draft capital and did a decent job in the draft. Yep, so... Despite not having uh, many picks in this year's in this in this year's draft, the uh, the Bears made a pretty good haul in the second round, taking Cole Kmet and Jalen Johnson, uh, both we thought were probably second round players. So I think they got pretty good value there. Um, later on in the draft, they got a lot of depth guys. Darnell was a solid late round wide receiver pick with a lot of upside. Hopefully, they use him better than they used Riley Ridley last year. Um, and Tra- Travis Gibson from Tulsa, uh, he's shown potential too, and maybe he can work with a lot of the great D linemen in Chicago and improving his game. Yeah, I think it all comes down to they really need an impact player on offense, whether that be QB or receiver. And I don't think anyone expects Cole Commit to come in there and be the next Gronkowski. So I expect Chicago to be more or less of the same next year. I don't think there was much they could have really done to bolster that roster with only two second-round picks and then not picking again until the fifth round. It was kind of just like, we didn't mess it up. We did all we could, so that's why we gave them a C plus. Because it was kind of just like, meh. They they did what they could. They didn't. They just sat where they were supposed to pick and picked players that had good value. The Khalil Mack yeah. trade is responsible for the first-round pick, and he's the impact player they needed. And that's why they don't have a first-round pick right here. Yeah, they also lost a third-round pick from that trade, too, which the final trade turned out to be the Bears got Khalil Mack, Money, Cole Komet, and Arlington Hambright, and the Raiders received Josh Jacobs, Damon Arnett, Brian Edwards, and cap space that allowed them to sign and extend Darren Waller, Rodney Hudson, Trent Brown, Tyrell Williams, and LaMarcus Stroud. Yeah, and honestly, it's hard I'd to- say it was a pretty fair trade for both parties. Everybody got what they wanted. So it kind of seems to be a very even trade right now. Yeah, little team. I, neither team has really found much success after the fact. Both have been kind of mediocre, mediocre, but that might change in the next two years. Now moving on to a team that's starting to take a step towards an elite NFL franchise of late, the Minnesota Vikings just absolutely nailed this draft. Selecting 15 players overall, that's how you, re- that's how you bolster a roster that lost a lot of talent in free agency. And then they were able to draft five players that we had in our about top 100 prospects. Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson with grades over 90. Minnesota just knocked it out of the park. They traded back to acquire more capital to get Gladney. Gladney we were very high on already. Got Ezra Cleveland, great value in the mid-second round. Added another corner prospect we were liking, Cam Dantzler. Linebacker Troy Dye. I think Minnesota, after they lost a lot of players, people were skeptical on how good they'd be this upcoming season. But with this draft class, they honestly could be better than last year. I don't. Yeah, they might they be. Um, I think Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson, both plug-and-play guys to replace Xavier Rhodes and Stefan Diggs. Justin Jefferson could have upwards of 70 catches this, this year alone. And as a rookie, that's unreal. Um, I really like Ezra Cleveland pickup, especially having 
the Trent Williams traded fall through. Cam Dantzler could even start right away. DJ Wanum from South Carolina reminds me a lot of Daniil Hunter, too. And if he can learn under him, that could be huge. Troy Dye could start right away. James Lynch from Baylor could be a rotational piece in that D-line. A lot of upside through the entire draft. I even really like their seventh-round pick. Um, well, two of them, Kenny Walecki is from Michigan State and Nate Stanley from Iowa. Both great underrated football players. Yeah, honestly, it's a hot take to an extent, but I think Justin Jefferson and Gladney will be more productive than Diggs and Rhodes were last year. Rhodes did not play so, that too. well last year. And Diggs, honestly, burnt like toast. yeah, burnt like toast. And, or as you say, open Rhodes. And Jefferson may just fit that team better. Diggs didn't thrive there because he couldn't deal with the games where he'd get no targets when they'd be winning by 20 and just run the ball every single play. He got mad. I feel like Jefferson as a rookie has no say. He won't be he won't be a diva per se. At least I hope not. And I think that he will allow him to be better utilized in the Vikings offense. And not to mention the Vikings have two great tight ends in Rudolph and Irv Smith. So their offense is going to be potent once again. Kirk Cousins proved last year that he is not overrated. If anything, he's underrated. He had Top, honestly, top five quarterback season last year for fantasy and for just he played really well. I think he had like 28 touchdowns and three picks. That is elite in the NFL these days, especially with all these schemes they're seeing. Great. Kirk has played really well. Yeah, Kirk played really well. He goes, uh, he's really underappreciated. Uh, I also think Justin Jefferson's going to have a great season this year. I think he kind of fits more of what they need, whereas Diggs is kind of the home run or nothing type of receiver in my opinion I tend to see him do a lot of like he'll put up great games but most of his yardage comes from big chunk plays and I think Jefferson's more of a methodical like get him a lot more catches and he's a better route runner a lot more catches and then run after catch yeah because Minnesota doesn't need those big chunk plays in the passing game because they're a very methodical offense Dalvin Cook will take those three dump-offs for 10 yards. He'll run for four or five yards every play. Do you want to sure hands on all these short out routes, in routes, slants? And they don't need those big home run plays. They just need that consistent, we're going to get these curls, slants, hooks from Jefferson and, and Thielen. That is a tough offense to defend, especially if Cleveland, Ezra Cleveland can come in there and make that offensive line even better. Minnesota, in my opinion, is best team at this NFC North division, yeah. and they should – be just as good as they were last year in this draft will only help yep. that. Now for a team that we complete opposite the draft, the Green Bay Packers. Opposite of Minnesota. Green Green Bay won thirteen games last year and made it to the NFC championship. Now I think that record is a bit deceiving in the fact that Green Bay was not nearly as dominant as thirteen and three teams should be. I think they beat teams that were they were better than on paper, but any team that was somewhat of ta- a roster of talent, they really struggled. But they take Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon with their first two draft picks. Those players in that position on the Green Bay Packers are Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, arguably your two best players. Now, we are both pretty high on Jordan Love, I would say. I just don't understand trading up for him. I don't think he would have been taken round one, honestly. He got picked 26th. Green Bay traded up to get yeah, him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think, I don't think any of those teams behind them would have taken I don't think him. They did move up. Maybe Seattle they'd... would have traded. Maybe Indianapolis would have jumped, but I highly doubt that. I think 
Green Bay could have stayed where they were, had taken him. But the thing that bothers me with uh, them taking Jordan Love was they were really – Devontae Adams dominated for most of the season last year up until he got hurt. And once he got hurt, that offense was nothing without Aaron Jones. And the one thing they needed this offseason was a number two for Devontae Adams. And they failed to get it multiple times. Passed on 36 wide receivers. 36 in one of the deepest draft classes ever. And they passed on wide receivers in yep. free agency. Like Devin Funches. Devin Funches ain't a number two. Guys like and they let Geronimo Allison walk. Guys like, guys like Robbie Anderson. All right, they're not that good. Like, Robbie Anderson is – he's an average – to slightly above average wide receiver, but up like 700, 800 yards the last couple of years. Solid enough. He you he was not signed until the after free agency ended. You could have brought him in for six, seven million dollars on like a two or three year deal. I'm sure they take a discount count to play with Aaron Rodgers. Going from Sam Darnold to Aaron Rodgers, that's a selling point. Green Bay, you got nothing. And we like Jordan Love, but I think they could have traded up to get Patrick Queen and then packaged probably their second and their third to get maybe Ensure they can get Jordan Love in the top of the second round. Because a lot of teams are really going to move out from the top of the second round. And honestly, trade-up prices were not that high this year. Teams like the Chargers moved up 14 slots with the Patriots, 37 to 23. And they got, a, and they got, and they got like a, a late third or a mid-third. That's nothing. Years prior, that's that's a first. And maybe another third in the future. It's crazy. Yeah, this year's trades were crazy. But Green Bay. And I, I we both really like A.J. Dillon. Not but when you have two other he's running going backs. to a backfield. He's going to a backfield where I think Green Bay backfield and Seattle backfield are probably the two most confusing. loaded backfields. Confusing is a better word. But they have plenty of talent. Both those, both Jamal Williams and I guess you could say Rashad Penny's the backup could probably start and be pretty damn good. And now you're throwing an A.J. Dillon to a passing first team. He's not a pa- he's not a third down back, so he's not playing on third down. Aaron Jones just had twenty touchdowns. He's not playing on first, second down. Really, I, 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 don't I know do where not he's understand playing. that pick at all. I mean, I didn't think AJ Dillon would even go second round, but he's a great player. I think he, I was thinking third or fourth, but obviously there was a run on running backs, so he was he best, was he definitely was the best, the best running, running back, back available. on the board, but. There were receivers that there were so many receivers, and you take your third string running back in the second round, and a guy who's not even going to start. This is a guy that's going to be your third running back, unless they decide to move Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones to like, or more of a receiver role. This just, I don't like it. It just, it just doesn't make have sense a nice though committee. because Why change it. You have other positions. Exactly, their running game was great last year. It was, it was very, it was so good. Green Bay's rushing attack was the best it's been, as I can remember as a football fan. They were, they were so good on the ground. I remember watching the Dallas game. Aaron Jones had four oh, touchdowns. Great fantasy. They, they great killed fantasy Dallas week. on the ground. Great fantasy running Not back. Anymore. But you run for four touchdowns on an away game against the, it's against a pretty solid front seven, and you draft running back in second round. We don't have a problem with the first two players, like Jordan Love and AJ Dillon. We have no problem with the players. It is it's just not the good. Fit. Green Bay basically said, we don't think we are good enough to win this year when they made the NFC Championship yeah. game. Um, that's, what they, that's what they told their fan base. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably top 10 all the time, who has probably three or four years left of elite to very solid play. And they said, 
you're not we don't think you're gonna be able to win yeah. with us anymore. What uh what I did like though, moving on from the negatives about this draft, I did like the fact that round five on they got a lot of great depth between their offensive line, between John Runyon, Jake Hansen, uh Simon Stepaniak, Stepaniak, whatever his name is. Uh, I did like that they got a lot of offensive line depth. That's very important. But Josiah DeGuara from Cincinnati, that was another questionable move. Yes, they need a tight end depth. And I guess they believe a lot in Jay Sternberger, Sternberger, their rookie from last year, to replace Jimmy Graham. But Josiah DeGuara, I think he's going to fit more of a fullback, kind of a Levine Toilolo role what he had with the 49ers and the Falcons, but there were better tight ends on the board. In my opinion, I, it's not a big fan. Yeah. I mean, if Jordan love, which is very, this draft class is dependent. It's behind Rogers for two years on Jordan love. If Jordan love sits behind Rogers for two years, 23 year old plays his first game with the Green Bay Packers, and he starts balling out for seasons to come, and he turns out to be an elite quarterback, great quarterback for 10 to 15 years, the draft class goes to an A. But despite the rest of it being very questionable, the A.J. Dillon pick is a complete F just because... You don't need him. He, He's I don't not going to play. You're going to waste his talent. Let him, just let him go somewhere else. Exactly. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, they're young. They're not even old. It makes no sense. It's absolutely... I don't understand. Most questionable draft pick in the entire draft. Makes no sense. Jordan Love, we understand because may- maybe they know something about Aaron Rodgers. We don't, but it's dependent on him. If Aaron, if Jordan Love turns out to be terrible, this draft class will second me back probably three years because they're jeopardizing competing this year and likely next year because I, I don't see how their roster is even remotely better than it was last year with infusing no young talent into it. That's AJ Dillon and Jordan Love are de- developmental prospects for a team that won 13 games. No, like, I, what? I don't like what they did at all this year. It's And the only reason that's not an F is because we think those players are good. It just doesn't make sense for the Packers. It was it was really bad. Let's just move on to a more positive note, the Detroit it's Lions. The Detroit Lions last year, they really got screwed over in many aspects. In the beginning of the year, they're playing some really good football with Matthew Stafford. They lost a bunch of close games with the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers, two teams that won 13 and what? 12, 11 games for the Chiefs. And they they were playing really good football. They lost, I think it was 11 or 8 games by 8 or less. Yeah, they, possession games. they kind of tanked. Could have been a lo- they, they could have been 11 and 5. They just started tanking for the draft pick at the end and they just didn't bring back Stafford. But they have an offense which honestly shows a lot of potential. If Stafford can play how he did two years ago and the offensive line is somewhat decent, which it has been, that's probably a top five to ten offense in the league and their defense honestly has solid depth and solid talent on it it just hasn't played up to the standard they expect but if that defense now coming with getting additions of Jeff Okuda and Julian Aquara two players who we have were very high on especially Aquara for his draft position that's a very good pick if their defense starts to play even average to above average and the offense is good Detroit's gonna be a really good team next year I love the Swift pick more so thinking about it after because when carry-on goes down, they have no running game. Both Scarborough had maybe one or two good weeks last year, but you have to have a balanced offense attack. Without a run game, you can't. Swift you're is... not going to have a top 10 rush, uh, offense. Yeah. Swift is really good. We had a first-round carry-on Swift. 90. I just, 
I don't know. I I think the Lions are in for a big turnaround. Picking third in the draft might be twenty third next year. I think they're gonna have a yeah, very good. Yeah, I think they're turnaround. also gonna be a sleeper team next year as long as they can stay healthy. I uh, was also a big fan of what they did later on in the draft. I like Jonah Jackson a lot as a good upside player uh, from Ohio State. He's a really good offensive guard. Uh, same thing with Logan Stenberg from Kentucky. I think both are. Uh, very good developmental linemen who have the opportunity to start early, and they both have a lot of potential. I also like their pick with uh, the fifth round when they took Jason Huntley from New Mexico. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Theo Riddick, and yes, they took another running back, but this is a guy that they can replace Theo Riddick with, maybe save a little bit of cap, get some similar production. Yeah, and I think it's not the shit on the Green Bay Packers any further. I think that the, the Detroit Lions took a win-now draft when they won three games, and the Green Bay Packers took a developmental draft when they lost three games. Yeah. It, it's That's handsome. saying something. Detroit had more faith in Matthew Stafford than Green Bay had in Aaron Rodgers. It just doesn't make sense. If you – if the Lions took well, a developmental quarterback and a developmental running back – and the Packers took this win-now draft class, it would make so much more mm-hmm. sense. But I, Detroit really did well. The only reason why we can't give them a higher grade than a B is because on. Okuda yeah. kind of fell into their laps. I mean, that was an easy pick. And running back positional value isn't too hot, but if Swift really comes in there and has Quara, a good season, it's Quara a really good draft. to stay healthy. He's had a lot of injury history. If he stays healthy, it's a great draft. But for right now, it's a B, yeah. a very solid grade. I mean, I'd take that. There, those are three players that could come in and all be impact starters. Okwara, if he's a if he is healthy all years of college, he's a first round pick. You look at him play; he's dominant. He can he's a great edge defender, great run stopper, and he can move. He can get back and pass coverage and pick off balls. It's ridiculous. Detroit honestly has a very has a very good last to first potential, and that draft class is what Green Bay should have done. Yeah. That's all I have to say. But we are going to be getting into more draft grades for every team over the next coming weeks. And don't worry, we're doing it by divisions. NFC first, then AFC. So stay tuned for your favorite teams, and we will give in-depth grades on the 2020. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure – and make sure to follow us on Instagram, gridiron underscore guys.